everybody, and welcome back to the Far Out Podcast. My name is Todd Perry, and the right of me is the great Buck Perez. Todd, how are we doing? Still after me. Coming back and doing shows after uh, two other shows. Yeah. Oscar Taeda, my roommate for many years, very funny man, uh, light of my life, is here with the show, and when, uh, we have a lot of fun stuff planned today. Oh, yeah. Oscar, how are we doing? Can I get a beer? Just starting the, start the show off right. Yeah, no, yeah, nothing yeah. feels better than asking Oscar to get you a beer, Starting the, the show off right. Here we go. Let me go ahead and get that for you. Oh, thank you, sir. Gentlemen and a scholar and a consommelier. Wow. That's actually pretty nice. Thanks. No, no I'll take the last one. So we have a very special show today. Uh, we have, uh, first of all, uh, later in the show, we're going to have a special guest that was here a couple weeks ago. Uh, Drunky Yoda from Dagobah oh, is going to yeah. stop by the show to answer some listener questions. So I'm very excited about that. All right. Hmm. We're also we're going to revisit a topic we did uh, a couple weeks ago with Mark Chambers, uh, one about uh, fears and phobias. We didn't. We only got to hit that for a couple minutes because we were running late that show. So we're going to hit that topic a little bit. We had some more stuff to go over. But first of all, um, as a guy with the podcast, as you know, we we, we have a, a pretty damn decent. Uh, size listener audience, I feel compelled sometimes to do a little bit of charitable work. You give back. Much yeah, like get, much get, like NBA players or, you know, any professional players or athletes. You give back to the community. Yes. You're like Shaq on Thanksgiving. Thank you. Turkeying it up in South You're Central. You're like MC Hammer with his family. I'm like, you know, I'm auctioning off, you know, Shaq shoe. I'm passing out turkeys, uh, you know, to, to, to the local organizations around here. We want to do a little bit of something good. And... There's an organization that uh, I am a big fan of, and uh, you know, as you know, I live in Lakewood, California, a little small city to the north of a large, big time city, Long Beach. Just you know, we're just south of uh, Los Angeles, and there's an organization of people who I would call survivors, and they are the Lakewood. Let me get this right. Let me review my notes here. Um, they are the Lakewood Head Trauma Survivors orchestra oh and in lakewood they did a nice thing where lots of people who have suffered head trauma from you know car accidents from you know i don't know poisonings i don't know i don't know how however people have head trauma um they have an orchestra and they do events around there and it makes money for other people you know traumatic brain injuries you know ex-nfl players whatever you know i've never been um, much of a fraternity type person but i'd hit myself on the head to be part of this. To be part of it, man. Yes. man I mean, I'm, I'm thinking you're one bong load away from, you know, playing... Just whoops. From playing double bass in this orchestra. Yeah. 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 Now, would I have to, you know, I don't know, like, what's the day-to-day? Have you talked to these people? Are well, all okay? I know is they, I'm on their email list. Oh. And so that what they're doing, they're putting out a CD, which will be available on iTunes in a few weeks, but I just want are, to preview this to whet people's appetite. Are there a lot of grammatical errors in the emails? You know, as a copywriter, I, I do oh. tend to look for yes. those things, and yeah. mm-hmm. I didn't see anything too. Couple commas, too too egregious. Yeah, a couple commas, a couple oh. hads in there. Yeah, hads are bad. But uh, this is uh, they're doing a great thing, and they're going to be doing a charity concert soon, and, and putting out an album. But I just want to play a couple, you know, just a couple seconds of um, them doing uh, "Thus Spake Zarathustra," ah, which is you know anybody's a big fan of uh, you know. Zarathustra and Zoroaster and Zoroastrian religion, uh, but but it's also the the theme song to 2001: A Space Odyssey, which I'm sure everybody knows. Oh yeah. Bum bum bum. Bum 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 bum. 
So the Lakewood Hate uh, Head Trauma Survivors Orchestra has put out this. So I just want to play a little bit of it for everybody. Right. Nice. This will be good. Got the drama. Recorded on vinyl. Oh. This is Kubrick's vision come to life. Oh. Are they, are they like starting off? No, this is the song. Are these like new, like barely starting musicians? Is this Ashley Simpson's backup band? Oh. <laughs> I, this sounds great. Can you imagine the monkeys in there and they're mm, yeah, yeah. throwing the bone up into space? No. It's very good. They do a very, very good job. No. No? Hold on. They could they could save it with this note right here. This sounds like Not a couple so of much. Our, sounds like a couple of our shows back in the day. Yeah, when we played in a rock band, yeah. It's almost oh. abstract. Oof. But you guys can see them live coming up <laughs> soon. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> this is almost like Cobain esque. Like when he's doing the feedback in the monitor, just no, no, but they, I mean it's a pretty awesome. They're pretty close to the original recording. I they're think. down with it. Yeah. You know, one word. Ouch. That was rough. I know. I thought it was pretty good. I think anybody you should be able to get behind head trauma survivors. You know, playing music. I think it sounds great. Uh, I'm all for it. When, when whenever the next show's coming up and they have a date, definitely gonna let, let all the. Um, Is that the made to give you head trauma orchestra? Because that's what that shit did right there. You know, Buck, I don't really like appreciate that. I'm a fucking that. migraine victim right now. <laughs> hey, what, what, are you, what are you bringing to the show? You know, I'm, I'm trying to help people. What are you bringing huh? to the show? Uh, I'm bringing dank skanks. <laughs> Hashtag dank skanks. Once again. That was horrible, Todd. No, it was good stuff. It, it, it. I think you guys have poisoned souls is what's happening. <laughs> you mean people. They hurt me with their words. They hurt me with their words. It's not good. Tommy Matola is a devil. <laughs> So, a couple of weeks back, we did a show on uh, bizarre fears, and they, they, they were fears that many people have, maybe, maybe some of them who, who have had uh, head trauma, but uh, the, the people have fears, and there's many that we should be aware of as a society, and that we should know when these people are around so we can accommodate them. Right. You know, you kind of got to mainstream people, you know, if they have serious problems, and so, you know... As another public service, we'd like to go through a few of these. Now, do you guys have any bizarre fears, Buck? Do you have any weird things that you're you, that kind of creep you out? Anything on a daily basis you're like, oh, my God, I hope I don't encounter this? Hmm. Like I've said before, one of my main fears is turning into stuff. Like I was always scared of movies like Zapped or Teen Wolf, and Teen Wolf did come on this morning. And uh, oh, yeah? Styles was on the van. Maybe this was a precursor to today. Yeah. I should have skipped this show and watched Teen Wolf and gotten over my fear. Because mm. yeah. the main thing was when he woofed out and he couldn't control himself woofing out. Yeah. Mm. You know? L- and like Michael Jackson. <laughs> that's that, that was, was rough. Or but for some reason it extended to even like um I remember there was a made for T V show called like I was a teenage werewolf or something like that and the kid turned into a werewolf that freaked the shit on me and like I said zapped with Scott Baio where he could actually make girls clothes come off by just going Ch-choo. 
But that, that's, that's a awesome. positive thing. I, know, I wouldn't be I afraid of being able to but just... But the fact that he got that power just, uh, you know, put on him, that scared me. And you I know what, what scared me? It was Soul Man with... With C. Thomas Howell? C. Thomas Howell. How was wow. that frightening? Wow. You, you thought that at some point you'd be, you'd be See, forced to live a life in blackface? You'd think that would scare <laughs> me, but the transformation for him was he wanted that. He wanted I that. Guess. Yeah. So what what scared you about Soul Man? Uh, James Earl Jones or what? You're afraid of bad writing? <laughs> bad writing definitely did it. I think. Why are you on this show if you're afraid of bad writing? What about the watermelon scene? That was pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone forgets Soul Man's watermelon scene. I'm bringing it back up. One-Eyed Willie scared me. Ooh. Uh, oh, the uh, from Goonies? Goonies. Oh. Or the guy with the, with the, with the uh, butter... What is that? The, the candy? The Baby Ruth. Sloth? Sloth? You know what scared me now that you mention it? Large Marge. Uh, Pee-wee's Big Adventure. That scared the crap out of me for a sec. Yeah, I, it made me afraid to uh, hitchhike. Yeah, definitely. You know what scared me? Jeffrey Jones, after I found out about the child pornography stuff. Yeah, that's true. Mm. The actor who was, uh, was, in, uh, he was the uh, principal in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yeah. He's a mm. pederast. He is. Same thing with uh, Gary Glitter. That, uh, that shocked me. You can't listen to rock and roll part two anymore with nope. that. Uh, what you, happened did, to you did not know about what. Oh my god! What happened to Gary? He doesn't Glitter? know. Na, 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 na. Hey! Na, na, I know. I know. Na, na, na. What, what, what happened to him? You're familiar with his material. Yeah. Big old uh, pedophilia. Really? Big yeah. old. Big old pedophilia. Into kids, mm. man. I think into Thai kids or something like that. Too. Yeah. <laughs> like he had something like That's that. That's rough. Yeah, I know. He, he was like ethnic about it too. I don't, don't want to break that to you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, they never play that song at Kings games anymore. Like the LA Kings, like you know, you watch a they, hockey game, they always play that in the background. It's true, the Kings have like a new theme song that they got. I think last year sometime. So yeah, no more Gary Glitter. They had to get rid of that. Get it out. I'm uh I'm trying to think of things that you know. I have a weird. I'm I'm always afraid of. Uh, I'm afraid of deformity. But you love it. Yeah, but I mean, that's the thing. It's all about, like, the, the thing about having a great fear is the need to also embrace it to eventually get over it. Right. Like, as a kid, I couldn't sleep for many nights because uh, after I saw a, a scene from The Elephant Man as a kid, I, I like, it, it really freaked me out. Or the movie Mask, mm. you know, that, that always really creeped me out. And uh, that, that, that's been a fear of mine. And it's not really that I'll become deformed. It's just, you know, it's, it's, it's the pity, it's the sadness you feel for, for people who have been disfigured. Hmm. And I think it was when I was, uh, I, was a, I was a wee lad, and I was about five, and I went on a... In f- Ireland. <laughs> I was a wee lad, and my father was drinking his wages, and the baby's asses were shitting. <laughs> and we were stuck there out there, and it was cold, and the English were stealing our potatoes. And it was a horrible time, and some Protestant boy with stick-up hair came by one day selling cockles and mussels, poisoned the whole family. Fuck. That was just the beginning of our woes. Good luck. And then the babies had cholera, and my mother, she died very young, and my father drunk his wages. That's a hard life. Hard knock life. I'm forgetting where I'm going with this, but... <laughs> but there are fears out there. Mm. And uh, some of them are more bizarre than others. Uh, so Oscar has a list of just a couple, and then we're going to have a man from Dagobah is going to stop by Yoda, uh, drunk Yoda, who's he's been, he's been drinking over in the uh, living room, hanging out with my wife and Murray for a while. It's been uh, a little disconcerting. That's rough. Hopefully he doesn't eat the dog. I don't know. I don't know what his appetites are. I heard he's a veggie, but I don't know. Okay. So anyway, uh, fear of cooking. Oh, what's that called? We have it's, the actual scientific name. It's called 
magriorocophobia. Magriorocophobia. Mm. Okay, it's the fear of cooking. This disorder is this is the pill. Sorry about that. Good. Well, I have a fear of speaking into a microphone. Actually, what is that called? At least you're not doing the Leon Phelps like you were on an earlier show. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. This disorder is de- is I can't say debilitating. So debilitating and potentially leads to unhealthy eating in one's li- in one person's life. Oh my gosh! So it's the fear yeah. of actually cooking your own meal. Right. So you're just eating out all the time. I'd assume. Yep. Uh, yeah, exactly. It can extremely be. In, it can be extremely intimidating for a person uh, with no cooking skills. Yeah. yeah, I could see that with all the cooking shows and shit like that. It's, and it, it's it makes a person feel inadequate about themselves. Yeah, I can't cook. Yeah. Mm. For Todd, like, you have issues with um, with you, you had said earlier, like figuring out what grams are, figuring out uh, yeah. what was that called? Uh, Me- like measurements. Measurement. Like how do you fi- how do you cook if you can't figure out measurements? Well, usually I'm cool with cups. Like if I, here's the thing, if I stray from the big kind of glassware cup where I can fill it up with cups, a half cup, quarter cup, I'm fine. But if you start getting into dashes, things like that, it's like, you know, some people are, are, are tone deaf or they're colorblind and yeah. measurement deaf. Hmm. So I can't do it. But if with the right recipe that's kind of formatted correctly, I can kind of fake my way through it. Hmm. Like, you know, uh, it, it's funny, actually, last night, talking about being colorblind. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Here we go. Punchline. One second. I'm sorry. <laughs> my wife and I were watching Downton Abbey. And there was a scene. Oh boy, and wait, there was a scene where there there were <laughs> two women. Of my this my grandparents were watching down. Oh wait, I'm sorry. My wife and I. Go ahead. And my wife and I were watching Downton Abbey, which I love that show. And and as we were watching the show, there was a scene where there was some like kind of red wallpaper in in, in the background of like this English home. You know, it was red wallpaper, but it was offset by some like off white colors. And I noted to my wife, I said the you notice the characters in this scene. This is how good of a show this is. One woman's wearing a red dress, which matches the wallpaper, and the other is is wearing an off-white color. Okay. And so this the the wallpaper matched the juxtaposition of the characters in terms of power. And I like I had this whole moment like watching. If you ever watch the movie Casino, you'll never be able to make through the whole movie Casino once you realize that Robert De Niro's clothes match. The background of every scene he's in, mm. like the costume designers and the and the, and the, the designers of the, and the the people who did the sets, they match his colors, so he always appears part of the environment of the casino, which speaks to his authority in the casino. He's a chameleon. He's a chameleon. Yes, thank you. And so I noticed this in, in watching Downton Abbey, and uh, my wife goes, <clears throat> "No," <laughs> and I go, "Why?" She goes, "Well, the wallpaper's golden red, and that woman's wearing off white." I said, "Yeah, no, the wallpaper's off." No. And because I was colorblind, my my observation went completely out the window because I've been dealing with colorblindness for, for, for quite some time. And are you afraid of it? I, no, I, I don't. I, but I, but I, I fear that many times I've had people point out that I didn't match. So if you're colorblind, you can tell that a color is a color. You just can't tell like the depth of the color. Yeah, it's it's kind of like it's it's like being tone deaf with music. Like you might be off a pitch, but you don't realize it. So you don't see everything in black and white. No, I don't see everything in black and white. Oh, but but my the gradations between colors with me isn't as intense as it is with the average human being. Hmm. So it's kind of fucked up. But when it comes to cooking, I don't really fear my own cooking. I fear others cooking. I see. You know, like my my mother. My mother is. I love my mother. 
to death. And you, you speak to this. You she know, makes I, some bomb-ass goulash. I wouldn't be afraid of that. She does make a bomb-ass goulash. Did you ever have goulash before I, my mother made I, it? Never before your mother made it. And I had it. It was delicious. Only thing my mother does right is goulash and um, meatloaf. But everything else... I think I've had your mother's meatloaf, too. And it's good, It's right? really good. Yeah, I'm a good Midwestern woman making a, a meatloaf. But my mother have made some other things which are downright horrifying. Disgusting. Disgusting foods. Yeah. Like, one time, it was Easter, and my mother said, we're going to have Swiss steak for Easter. I said, all right, sounds good. Say what? Swiss steak. I feel horrible talking bad things about my mother, <laughs> but I would say this to her face. Honestly, yeah, yeah. she knows she's a horrible cook. She puts no effort into it. Right. She, it's, it's, it's not like... She tries to cook and it sucks. Like she just punts. She phones it in. She's the Raiders, you know, mm. most of the last ten years. And it's no offense, third and nine. You know, <laughs> I don't think of Switzerland for steaks. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And my mom literally, she bought uh, what's called cube steak, which is oh, a yeah. ground beef steak, which you get disgusting four for four dollars, <laughs> and she put Heinz. Um, uh, tomatoes on top and said that terrible. that's Easter we're having Swiss steak your mom cooks like honey boo boo yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> your, your mom cooks yes, like honey yes I grew up eating skeddy your mom cooks like honey boo boo no it's horrible but, but the thing is I'll, I'll never be a fat ass because I never learned to appreciate food mm. I always learned that eating was like something that like you're forced into mm. but yeah I, I, I have fear but it's my mother's cooking maybe you know and I feel horrible saying bad things about my mother because she's Sarah's, an angel how's Sarah's cooking she cooks very healthy. She cooks crazy healthy. So, again, another way I'll never be fat is uh, I could eat chicken wings, you know, with gravy on them every day for lunch and come home and my wife will make a nice thing, like chicken and, you know, baked yams or something, you know. As far as that, what do you bring to the table? What, what are you cooking? Cooking-wise, what's yeah. my meal? Yeah. I do pretty good with, like, a steak or I'm a grill guy. You know, I can hit you, up the grill. You don't do good bacon. <laughs> <laughs> you can it's testify a, to that. It's a whole other topic. Well, I like the bacon. You like the way I cook bacon. Yeah. My wife once got mad at the way I cook bacon, but I I, I do I do uh, I do very good with the the outdoor grilling kind of things, steaks, pork chops. I make bratwurst. I make a very good bratwurst. Okay. I cook it in beer. Uh, I'm not a crazy cook guy, but I, I'm okay. I wouldn't call myself a horrible cook, but I'm not a great cook. You know. I can't do the grill at all. You can't master mm. the grill. I can't master the grill. No. You yeah. don't. You always. I'm good with spaghetti. Mm. Hmm. There you that's, go. Yeah, I heard you make a good the, fish too, and I make a good fish. You learned all the, the the sad thing is Oscar learned how to cook after we stopped living yeah. together, mm -hmm. and so he never cooked anything for me ever growing up. I had to teach him how to use a can opener. Yeah, you did. He looked at a can opener like it was a four year old looking at an abacus. What are you talking about, really? Yeah, no idea how to open a can opener. <laughs> no, that's sad. No, I was good with the toaster. Yes, that's about it. Yeah, but yeah, you're a baker. I can make You're some. You're a baker. Yeah, yeah I yeah. can make some good desserts. Yeah, there you go. Buck, do you have anything that you cook? I, I don't think I've ever. Well, you can make grilled cheese yeah. and shit from the grilled cheese yeah. truck. So now, you brought that over to me. And it's have always great. Grill skills. You know what I'm saying? I can pretty much do anything. You can cook anything on the grill on the truck. So if you need me a fry up an egg, I will. Yeah, I'll wow. fry it up for you. Yeah. You're also a, a barista. Oh, that's a skill. It is. Oh, right? that you is. You can make some bomb ass coffee when we were roommates. Used to make coffee for everybody, and you'd make it like a, a French press, and yeah, I'd do it up. I would do it up definitely. So I do have those certain skills that I have acquired through life. You're yeah. right. Yeah. My we, life experiences. Love if we were all to live together, we could eat like kings. Yeah, we could eat a couple days a week. <laughs> <laughs> if you know what, if you know, if both uh, my wife left me 
which you know I'm sure she thinks about every day. Yeah. And uh, if Oscar's girlfriend left him, which I'm sure she considers on a daily basis. Right. Yeah. And, and, if, if, I, and if I just moved in with you guys. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be awesome. It, 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 would, it would be great. We could all cook for each other. I remember one night when Oscar and I were roommates. Again, seven years living together. Uh, one night we went out to a bar and then we got drunk. Strangely, we got drunk in a bar. It was probably forties and fatties night at uh, Oh yeah O'Connell's. Always plus size women there at this one bar. We would drink a forty <laughs> and walk up to the bar. Okay, this wasn't some of the bar had forties and. Fatties. But no, no. You would, just, in Long Beach, you could walk to the bar with the 40 in hand. Yeah, they don't give a shit. Long they Beach, as I hmm. always said, was an ASF zone. All shit yeah, flies. Yep. So we would walk with red Solo cups full of Mickeys and go to the bar. And, you know, we'd always, you know, talk to the big ladies there. And then we'd walk back. And one night, I remember, I said, I want to change things up a bit. Right. You know, I got, you know, with Hannah Hart drunk, drunk Kitchen or whatever she does. I got Drunk Kitchen... And I remember Oscar and I, I said, you know, what would happen if I fried chili? (laughs) (laughs) You're frying a liquid. You're frying chili. Yes. Yeah. And so I took out a big skillet, a big frying pan I had. That was awesome. Two cans of Hormel chili. You don't see the bad. You don't see the bad in this. I was drunk. And I, you know, it It was 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 going to be like, it was going to be like refried chili. Hmm? Right? Everybody likes refried beans, right? Refried chili. What if it was refried chili? So I put it in there and I'm drunk and then I'm like I got like some some you know, Tabasco sauce and some hot shit and onions and cheese. You're adding to it. I'm adding to it. I'm taking it up a notch, <laughs> as they say. Yeah. yeah. Bam Yeah. <laughs> so I fry the chili and I think Oscar and I I put it in bowls. And we go to eat it, and it was like a spackle. <laughs> it was disgusting. It was like chili. If you were to like, let's say you're gonna gonna make an adobe home, <laughs> it was like it was what you would put in between the mud. But you think you made the the next big thing? No, it was like it was like you think eating, this is good. It was like chili turned into like a peanut butter consistency. Yeah, we, we were trying to eat it. I was like. And I think both of us, about after about like a bite and a half, we're like, "Yeah, we're done. Let's go to bed." One of the other great things that we had was we would we would make the two hour artichoke. Yes, that's that's what I cook best, actually. Wow, it would take two hours to cook because we didn't have proper <laughs> pots and pans to make it in. We had pots without handles, and without handles and without tops. Yes, so we had to cook this, you know, air like air. You know, it wasn't like it was in a. It wasn't pressurized at all. There was nothing actually keeping the heat in. No. So it would take two and a half hours, but once it was done. I did quite mm -hmm. a good. I'm sorry. That's with microwave butter. Right. You put some, yep. You put I some can't butter believe it's not butter. Yep. 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 But ev- eventually, the great thing that would happen is all the butter that was cooking inside of the pot. It has to leave, right? So it leaves to the top, and eventually just got co- collected on the ceiling. Mm-hmm. I think the ceiling of the kitchen was full of like artichoke and butter. Yeah. Any more fears we've got here? Yeah, we do. Uh, we have um, dipnophobia. Dipnophobia? What? Dipnophobia is the fear of dinner conversations. Mm. So now, admittedly, some dinner conversations may be awkward. But mm. for some people, they're so terrifying that the idea of speaking to another person over dinner uh, makes them avoid dinner situations. Mm. So they don't go out to dinner. I mean, dinner's always weird because if you're going with like a bunch of couples or anything, you might get sat next to the one, you know, friend who has the boring girlfriend. Yeah. Or you, you, you might get kind of forced because it just depends the angles. But you don't want to, when you're walking over to the table, be like, all right, I'm going to sit right next to my buddy and get real close to him so I don't get stuck sitting by somebody I, I 
I, I don't find that interesting or, you know. Yeah. And so it's all about the walk up when it comes to a good dinner. Oh, yeah. You know. I mean, you're going to situate, you're going to make sure that you're walking in between two people you want to sit with. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you, you could know? be sitting across from someone. You know, this this big problem happens at weddings. I was, yeah, I was just going to say that. Yeah. Have you been at a bad table at a wedding? Mm. I've been at table five. It's no fun. Yeah. Yeah. I've been at, t- I've been at table one, of course, you know. Yeah. yeah, been VIP. I've been at table five though. It's not fun. It was just lame. Yeah. Way in the corner, like where the food's brought out. Yeah, that's the table you're not. You get served last. You know, mm. everyone up front gets served. Yeah, cheap seats. Like I said at my wedding, I'm with a bunch of people I don't know, and they work with the person that's getting married or something. You yeah, know? And they, they kind of casually know the person. Yeah, that's getting it's married. not, it's yeah, not yeah. like they're directly related. Like the whole table is somehow right. like there's two degrees of Kevin Bacon between them. You right. know what I'm saying? I'd say that the cheap seats in your wedding were actually some of the better, some of the better constructed seating arrangements. Yes, it's beautiful. I was sitting in the cheap seats, and I, I think it was, it was it was good crew. <laughs> it's probably more fun in the cheap seats than the yeah. good seats at my wedding. I didn't have to see you when you were giving like your speeches and all that stuff. <laughs> didn't have to hear my bullshit. No, right. I was sitting in the back. Masa please. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. the great the great thing at my wedding was my my buddy Chuck. God bless him. Chuck Chuck showed up. Good times with a bottle. Of Maker's Mark whiskey, yeah. and there were some cups, and he grabbed some cups, and he poured everybody sitting at his table or right around him, like two fingers from the bottom up of whiskey, and everybody okay. took a shot of whiskey, and there was a third of the bottle of whiskey left, and he downed it, the whole thing, and said, peace out. And he left early because the wedding was in San Pedro, and he lived in Long Beach right across the bridge. He knew that the whiskey wouldn't hit him That's for smart. 12 minutes by the time he got home. That's smart. And he so didn't. he would be destroyed by the time he parked. Once he got home, while going over the bridge, he would be totally fine. But That's smart. <laughs> that, would, that was a good uh, he's a, a cal- He's a calculating drunk. You know, at a bad, a bad table, what always happens at a bad tenor, dinner table is you're sitting down and uh, – you're, you're talking with other people at the table, and they're like, oh, what do you do? And that's what people always lead with. Where do you live, or what do you do for a living? And I guess, it, kind of, I, you know, I write radio commercials and shit for a living. I can kind of talk about that, and people might be interested. But then, then, then the guy like, what do you do? And you hit the guy, the guy with it, and he comes back with something that's really not that great. And then you have to kind of pump it up a bit. Hmm. Right. Yeah, and you're like, yeah, I guy might make a couple bucks, but you're like, oh, I, did, you know, I, I can't go that far with it. So I always feel like I never want to ask people what they do. Because you think that your job is just so much more no, awesome. No, 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 no. People will ask me. I won't volunteer what I do. I but I, because I don't want to fall into the then, then you conversation ask, where they, it might be a bad, boring thing. You need yeah. to ask first and then and then act accordingly is what you need to do. You don't even need to ask a question back, I feel. Just like change the subject. Yeah, but I always feel weird if someone asks me in conversation, like, "Hey, so Buck, uh, what'd you do for the holiday?" Right, and then yeah. you're like, "Here's what I did." But then you feel immediately obliged to ask back what they right. did for the holiday. What, what type of shoes you wore? That's uh, what you said. Minnetonka moccasins. Just, just just change it like that. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> with, the, with the shoe talk. Yeah, well, yeah. Just change it up. But sometimes I feel the person that asks me a question, they have an agenda. Mm. Like they're, they're they're like, oh, so uh, you know. What do you do? And you're like, all right, here's that. Then you feel obliged to ask back. Then the guy's going to hit me back with something really good that he does. It's really interesting. We can talk about it all night. Right. But I also feel like he has an agenda about it, about anything. Like, oh, <laughs> where do you live? Blah, blah, blah. Oh, okay. So now I'm going to ask you back. And then, you know, I just feel like they're, at, they're up to something. So you feel like it's in a live question. Like, what do you do? Where do you live? 
what type of SUV do you drive? Right. That type of thing. Yeah. Uh, now, you, have you ever felt that you had to be the table saver? Oh, yeah. Like you walk in, you're like, this table is bullshit. <laughs> and then you're like, this is going to be really rough. I'm going to save the table. Yeah. I'll get on the mic, as Todd loves to do at weddings and things like that. I'll get on the mic and save this <laughs> save this fiasco. So like, you know. His mentality. But, but people look to me towards it because they know do a podcast. And, you know, you know, they kind of have done comedy. And so they, they there's an undue pressure on me at the table. when sometimes they don't want it. Hmm. Hmm. You can't just go anywhere just chill. Like if you were if you were to see a magic show for some reason they'd pick you out of the audience right right come on stage and you just want to chill yeah no some I don't I don't want that you know yeah sometimes I mean, sometimes I do but you know it's always weird <laughs> I'm saying 100 percent you do want that and you seek it out if you're in the audience you'd make yourself known in the audience before the show because uh. you know that just like how you have to get on prices lo- prices right yeah you have to wow them in the line. Like when you're getting the the, the cattle herd line that they have you in, yeah. you have to wow them in there. And then once you're inside, that's when they pick you. Yeah. My mom once really embarrassed me once. We were at a Universal Studios. And they used to have this show called the Star Trek Adventure. Mm-hmm. Oh, where yeah. They would put on a Star Trek episode and they would call people from the audience to act it out and show oh, how they do the special yeah. effects. Right. So my mother, and I was, I don't know, probably about 11, and they were like, are there any volunteers in the audience? My mother oh, stood up and goes, no. Oh, and then I was like, man, like it would be cool to be up there and be in the Star Trek gear, but I don't want to be like pointed out, you know, you're middle school age and you're like, yo, I don't want to seem that like my mom's had to work and something like you, but I got to wear a Star Trek outfit and and then I got get like water dumped on me or something. It was kind of cool, but but I I was wildly embarrassed about being called out publicly. Did you yell at your mom? No, no, I never, no. Very respectable relationship with my mother. Yeah. Never yelled at my mom. Good. I would criticize her cooking. That's about it. Just publicly, not in front of her. All right, good. But she knows. Any other fears you got there? Uh, we have Aesop tropophobia. Aesop tropophobia. A fear of fables? You'd think. No, yeah. it's the fear of mirrors. Oh. So these people have a fear of mirrors in the broad sense, or more specifically, the broad fear sense of- meaning chicks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like uh, in the bitch sense. You got fair mare, say? In the broad sense. More specifically, yeah. the fear of being out, being put into contact with the spiritual world through a mirror. Mm-hmm. I think that happens when you're on drugs more mm-hmm. than anything. You know, like the Bloody Mary thing, like when you're a kid and like, Bloody Mary. I almost feel weird saying it right now that like weird shit's going to happen, but they look in the mirror and you, you fill up the sink. And you say Bloody Mary a couple times, and then Bloody Mary appears with you in the mirror. What does she do? I think she's like, ah! Or something. Well, what would be the point of that? I don't know. I think children were killed or something. I don't know. Oh, Just to God. see if it works, I guess. I mean, you know, can she be in two places at once? What if two people are doing it at the same time? I think she can be. Hmm. I mean, it depends. I don't know. I don't know the deal. But, I mean, that's probably why someone has a fear of mirrors. Yeah, I guess. It's like the end of the... Um, Haunted Mansion at Disneyland where they put up the, the, the guy next to you. Oh, yeah. That's always scary. Uh, last we have here is automatonophobia. Automatonophobia. Fear of killing yourself? No. Automatophobia. Yeah, fear of jerking yourself. No, it's, uh, it's the fear of ventriloquist dummies. 
Oh, I used to have one of these. You had a Charlie. I had a Charlie Rose. McCarthy. The Charlie Rose. Charlie Rose. The Charlie Rose. The very the, the most boring ventriloquist <laughs> of all time. Little black background. So I'm talking with the uh, lead ballerina at the French Ballet, and we're going to talk for an hour about it. No, uh, it was uh, I had a Charlie McCarthy doll, which is the tuxedoed with yeah. the top hat and the monocle. Oh my gosh! Yeah, you I got used, one of those. Yeah, I got one of those in third grade because I want to learn about ventriloquism. And so I learned, and it doesn't work on the podcast, but kind of how to talk. And I used to read books about it, where you, you know you could talk without moving your lips. Right. Where are you going? Go? I don't know. It's a, it's a whole technique. <laughs> but I used to have this doll, and I would keep it in my room, right. and it freaked. I had to get rid of it because it freaked the shit out of my wife. Yeah. So I so I gave it to my buddy Oz. Oswaldo. That's right. I gave it to Oswaldo. And then another buddy of ours, Jim, loved it so much he had to buy his own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whenever he'd come over and he'd just sit and get drunk and, and talk play. through the doll the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he would put his hand up the doll and talk up back? Up the doll's or? butt. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. I think it's more of a fear of putting your hand up somebody's ass. I think that's what it is. No. But you, your life uh, mimics uh, Bobby Hill on King of the Hill. I just want you to know that. What's up, Bobber? Yeah, you are Bobby Hill. <laughs> you were Bobby Hill Bobby. one of those? Yeah, he, he had a whole ventriloquist episode, yeah. Oh. Yeah. I think it's cool. I think it's a cool art, actually. But you know, is it really? Yeah, I, I, I did try to learn it, and it's very difficult because, I mean, you can always see the. Uh, but it's not. It may be a, an, a good art, but it's not a good act. And I don't think it gets you any. You know, like no woman ever is like. I mean, I, how I met creepy this guy. is that, dude? Yeah. That, one, that one guy tried to make it cool. I don't know. Yeah, the guy who won the last comic standing or something like that. Jeff Dunham. Honestique. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know if he was Jeff on Last Buddy. Comic Standing, but I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. He was on some comic show. It's a fear of comics should be. <laughs> they should fear be. of comedians. Fear of being called out by a comedian. Yes. I once I remember one time I was, uh, the last time my wife and I were broken up, there was a girl uh, from my uh, high school. You were, you were trolling. You were looking for high school chicks now that you were broken up with your chick. That's no, funny. I don't know if she was trying to date me or not. I think uh. she just like hooked, met me on MySpace. She's like, Todd, let's go out. Jeannie Kim. Mm. She's a good looking gal. But I, I just saw her as a friend and we used to go out. We went to a comedy club and we sat in the front seats and i thought oh shit i told her i said don't make eye contact with the comedian because she was asian she was a korean girl and i was a white guy and immediately the interracial couple was the first one that they hit right. you know so the whole time we just stared down whenever the comedian looked our way and then we, we, we were totally fine but oh, i wonder if she was trying to get with it Right, well, we have a guest for the show that has been yes. dying to come on. Now, as, as I said before, I have a rule where I I don't like more than three people on mic. Right. If not, it's it's what we call Wu-Tang Radio, where there's just too many people speaking, there's too many people talking, the audience can't make it out. I mean, I'll go watch the game. No, 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 no. I'm going to go. Oh, you're going to go? Yeah. Oh, uh, he's in well, I'm just gonna. I'm grabbing a beer right now. I'm gonna go and I'm gonna open the door. I'm gonna let in a guy from Dagobah, Yoda, and he's had a couple because Yoda's got a bad drinking problem these days. I mean, it's not, not that bad, you know. He's a Jedi Master. He's toward the end of his years. He's 900 years old. Right. But there's been some 
questions from the audience sent for him. So I want to invite him back on again because last time I guess people kind of liked him. So I'm just going to leave. All right. Right now. You and Buck just talk. I'm going to let Yoda in. He's at the door. He's been hanging around with Murray. Very good. And my wife. i got to warn you. It's not the Yoda you know. It's basically Phantom Menace Yoda type. He's looking kind of raggedy. It's not, he's not CGI'd up. It's, I'm just saying. Oh, oh okay. So Be prepared uh, for a kind of a raggedy ass. Yo. So does he... I mean, I haven't seen him. Is he more... Uh, oh, my God. Is he more man or more machine? <laughs> we shall see. No no hand up the ass that I saw, but yeah, he does. If he has been drinking, he, uh, he'll be a little sully. How'd it go last time? Uh, I think he pissed on me. I looked at my leg after, and yeah. I didn't I didn't go, but it was on there. I don't know, dude. I don't know. I don't know about this. I mean, I know you guys did this before. Were you guys able if to he, understand if he, him? If he smokes, we'll be okay. Were you guys able to understand what he had to say? Yeah, sure. Yeah, we know what's up. He does come in, like I said. A little tipsy? That's what that means. <laughs> All right. That's my signal for that. I mean, so it's a visual bit. Is that him? No. Huh? No, you might, we might have caught him on the can. That, that was one thing, too, we had to keep stopping. Because why? Because you had Loose bowels. Himself? Loose bowels. Uh, he is older, so. I'm, well, he did have a you know a hand up his ass for many years. True, too. That'll hurt you. Yeah. Oh. Uh, it's older. This is not at all what I expected. How we doing? That's where it's at. Oh. What's up, my friend? What's up, dude? The bus I took, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you came in on a bus? <laughs> He's hard up. He's hard up, this guy. He's been out of work since, like I said, probably Phantom Menace. Yeah. What, do you, what do you do with yourself nowadays? In the swamps. I live yeah, in retirement. Mm. Mm. Seal Beach, yes. Oh, nice. Yes. Seal Beach? In Leisure World? Yeah, they have there. Leisure World. I was just going to say, they have Leisure World down there, dude. Mm. Yeah. Many young Doing it up. women. Some women there as young as 92. <laughs> nice, drunk Yoda. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's getting some tail down in Leisure World. You know what's up. Good Golf to co- see you, Buck. Hey, good seeing you, my friend. Who is this one? Oh, no, my name is Oscar. Yeah. He's basically yeah. eye-raping Oscar right now. It's rather uncomfortable. A Mickey's I drink, yeah. Oh, yeah, up and down. Do you feel any of the force in me? Metachlorians, very low. Oh. Mm. Yeah. I knew it. But something yeah. is rising in Yoda. And it's not mm-hmm. the force right now. Little green one I have yes, sometimes. <laughs> Outside, I was talking to I would to say he's going to stiffy for you as well. Did you meet, did you meet, uh, did you see Todd when you walked out? Yes, asshole he is. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh. Did you meet his wife? Very beautiful. Yeah. Youngling, yes, she is. And the dog, very tasty he looked. Yes, mm-hmm. Murray. Mm-hmm. Don't touch her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. Nine hold. Mm. Nine hundred years old. You reach. Look as good. You will not. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. He Questions is, you have for he me. He is not CGI'd, by the way. 
He's no. not Ken Shocknick on the Channel 7 News. He's Under not the CG. table, I'll get. I was hoping I'd see like a Tupac version of, uh, <laughs> of Yoda. Yeah. But I got the real deal. Yes. Yoda, I have some questions for you from some of the listeners. Questions I will answer if good they are, yes. First, do you know what show you're on? Me? Do you know what show you're on? Pretty good podcast I'm on, yes. Oh, there we go. Mm-hmm. Okay. Randy Wang, yeah. Mega Boom. Mega Boom, yeah. All right, so here's the first question for you. <laughs> okay, so distinguished Jedi Master. Hmm. Yes. I have a question that someone with your experience can answer. <laughs> is it possible that Mantai Teo, do you know who that is? Yes, yes. Mm. Is Foot- it possible? Football player he is. Is it possible? Yes. Fighting Irish. Mm, leprechaun. Not Yoda. Yoda. Dagobah. Uh, Yoda, is it possible that Manti Teo's imaginary girlfriend was, in fact, one of the Force Ghosts things mm. that, uh, you know, that was Obi-Wan and Hayden Christensen at the end mm. of Return of the Jedi? Mm. Thanks. This is from the Devin Blanton. Meditate on this. I will. Yeah. Mm. That would that would mean one of two things. They're on the light or the dark side of the force. That's right. Mm. That's right. They, to come back like that, they have to be pretty strong. And I don't know who this Mesetau whatever chick is, but mm. yeah, mm. she could be powerful. Yes. Like Darth Maul. Into lightsaber. Mantai Teo is. He's into oh, the lightsaber? wow. Does that mean that he's a... Uh, mm-hmm. Princess Leia likes he does not. Wow. Han mm. Solo he likes. Mm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. So he's not kissing his sister, mm. a la Luke and Leia. Not doing that. Don't right. bring this up. No. <laughs> All right. I'm sorry. Family secrets it is. All right. Very good. Yeah. More. Good. Uh, we have another one. Ready? Yes. If the middle word in life is if it hmm. is then what is the middle word in Venus Mitchell hmm. who asks this this is from Jesse Navarro shit there you go shit right defecation how do you feel about that yeah little green ones I leave <laughs> swampy poo mm, yeah <laughs> Constant diarrhea one has when in the swamps they live, yeah. Oh, it's it's always running, huh? Mm. Mm. Yeah. When 900 years old you reach, look as good. You will not. <laughs> yes. You put the go in Dago Ba. Mm. <laughs> That's right. And if you were Italian, Yoda, you'd put the Dago in, in Dago Ba. There well. you go. <laughs> oh, it kind of got that one. Right? <laughs> Keep it rolling. Uh, I, I actually um, we have a couple more questions. Are you, are you uh, still available? Tired, I am. Okay, I'll, I'll try, I'm trying <laughs> to make this as quick as possible. When 900 seems, years yeah. old, you reach look as good. You will not. Mm. Um, I actually have a question. Um, yeah. Does the X-wing have? Uh, oh, does it? Can it go like you know light speed? Not when in the swamp stuck it is. I left one out once. Levitated, I did, out of the swamp. Why did you say Luke so many times when you were dying? <laughs> Luke. Another Skywalker. 
That's what I said. We have a we have a, a question from Bachelor Pad Dan. Mm. In swamp. Bachelor Pad I had, yes. Mm. Mm. Well, one, actually, one, is, one pot for cooking. This is le- <laughs> <laughs> This is less a question actually from Bachelor Pad Dan. He just wants yeah. to make sure that uh, we tell Yoda that uh, he's a big Star Trek fan in the hopes of pissing you off. Oh, my gosh. That's a big F you to Yoda right here. Yoda cannot even dignify. Oh, come on. There's no force. Spock, yes, intellect he had, but no force, no metachlorians. Done with this, I am. Yo, yeah. Yo, Yoda, have you seen any movies lately? Flight. Yeah. Drunkenness he had, much like Yoda. Yeah. Well, he's pretty coked up too, yeah. Mm, cocaine, yeah. Mm. Did you like that movie? I'm, I'm guessing you did. Washington Denzel. Yeah. Good actor. Preferred him in Glory, yes. Oh, glory, that was a while ago. Yeah. Yeah. Whipping he took, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, he did. Preferred that. Hmm. Any, other, any other movies? Count Dooku, yes. Uh, last one actually has to do with the NFL. So here we go. This is from Jay. Oh my God. I'm going to try to get through this. this is a pretty. Uh, There's a lot of questions here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brevity, the soul of wit, it is. <laughs> so Jay says that he's been a he's he has been a long suffering fan of the of the Miami Dolphins in the Song. NFL. Yes, Sonka. Miami Dolphins, pretty nice area. Swampy it is, it much is. like Dagobah. <laughs> when you have a chance, do you go like to the Evergreens to uh, vacation? Yes, yes, crocodiles that will ride. Uh. So, so Jay... Pills I will take, yes. Yeah, good too. <laughs> Oxy. Jay uh, is a long-suffering fan of the, of the Miami Dolphins. Suffering? Yes. Leads to hate. <laughs> it does. Fear. I sense in Jay. Oh my gosh! Well, he has. A, you might be right here, based Anger. on what he has to say. He uh, he's he was born into this allegiance, mm, of, much like Skywalker. He is. Yes, mm. metachlorians. I will check. Uh, he thinks that the organization has been a joke for a long time. He believes that the Dolphins don't know jack shit about building a football team. He wrote ja- that jack yes. shit. He wrote that yes. Jedi. He wow. was yes. And he says he he has no respect for the people, and much like Anakin, he hates them. <laughs> Tusken Raiders, he hated. Well, he hates the dolphins, not the Tusken Raiders. Desert but he, but I hate them. <laughs> that was pretty good, Oscar. I'm sorry. Yes. Yoda's now, not giving you props. Now, drunk Yoda, he wants to know. Mm, it is important. Judge to, me not by my drinking. It, judge me by my size. Do you? Okay. All right. I think that pretty much covers it. I was going to get... Should I get through the rest of this? Please do. To the point, you must get. Okay, now, Drunk Yoda, it is important to keep in mind that this is his favorite team. He's a big fan of many successful pro and college teams. You know, he likes uh, Miami. He likes the Marlins. They've won two World Series. Mm, Baseball in Miami. Mm. Questionable it is. Uh, What he wants to know is he asks... Can the Dolphins, after 38 years, make it to the Super Bowl? Reggie Bush. 
Very good. So how do you feel about that? Tannehill. Good. Mm, breaking them down, player by player. The force is with Miami. In two years, the playoffs they will reach. Oh. Next year, seven and nine. And you're... <laughs> Leave, I will. Oh, my gosh. I wanted more Thank predictions. You. That's it. God, I am. He's like Elvis. With He's just I gone. No more. Oh. Oh. Hey, Yoda, get Todd. Oh, wow. Jeez. Okay, sorry. That was uncomfortable. Sorry, guys. Sorry. Uh, you know, I was out there, man. You know, I hope he's not driving. Dude, that guy was... Somebody told me he's going to... Yoda's going to jump on the 191 bus. That guy was and, blown uh, up, get out dude. Of here. Well, everybody feels good about that. Everybody had a good time. Yoda, he didn't shit himself this time, did he? I don't think so. Last but, time there was some green sludge on the way out. I, well, he did piss on my leg again. I just didn't want to say. Did he tell you it was raining when he pissed on your leg? <laughs> Not you this You never time. want anybody to piss on your leg and Much tell you Much like an old incontinent person, I don't care too much. If an old person pissed on me, I wouldn't make a fuss. Oh, I right. just let it slide much like I did with Yoda. Yeah, I mean, the guy's incontinent. He's, when, when 900 years old, you reach. Uh, look as good. You I'm not, not. going to look as good. I got that from him. Yes, I know. I think I will look as good. Well, we're, I'm going to shut down the show. For the, I mean, I think we've had enough for today. Mm. Talked a lot about fear. Drunk Yoda stopped by. I'd like to thank everybody for listening to the Far Out Podcast. Oscar Tayeda. Thank you, sir. Number one Cuban in podcasting right outside of Joey Diaz. That's right. I'd say he's number one. Buck Perez. Oh, thank you. Number one Buck Perez in podcasting. I'm Todd Perry saying... Bak baka, baka chaka. The Far Out Podcast is a presentation of the Blue Whip Jackass. Online at faroutpodcast.com. On Twitter at faroutpodcast. Questions or comments, email us at show at faroutpodcast.com. All characters appearing in this work are fictitious. Any resemblance to real persons living or dead is purely coincidental. No animals were harmed in the production of this podcast. Bros before hoes, liquor before beer, and you're in the clear. No man is an island. Life is not about finding yourself, but creating yourself. 80% of life is shown. That was a good one. Yeah.